Hello, Senator. Welcome to Transplants, the only podcast produced for and by people making a go of it in their new city or state. We got an interview episode with my friend Lydia Keating, aka Lydia Lou on Instagram. Um, she's someone I follow for, for I'm following for a while. She's got some awesome content about running. Um, she's just a pretty genuine person, and we really had a lot of fun talking about stand up, talking about just you know what it means, kind of being you know creating content on TikTok and other things that like that. So. This is a really fun interview. Really hope you get to enjoy it. Dates. Um, I'm going to be at, when this comes out, I'm going to be at Avanti tonight. And then Sunday, fun day is this Sunday. It's my birthday weekend. So um, better come to that because it's going to be an absolute rip-roaring time. All right. Enjoy the interview. If it's cool. Oh, we're, we're getting into it. <laughs> oh, now we're going to get into it. But yeah, I just, I love getting a the elitist view of like a place I'm like, dude, it's just, this is just Boston. Like, you know, like every you're, you're, you are one of like 30 million fucking five, seven white Irish people. (laughs) Like, yeah. Yeah. It's the same like dudes over and over again. I don't know. I, I love coming back. Like I was back home for Christmas and I like loved it, but Mm -hmm. I I can only get so much. And especially in Colorado, everyone is from a different place, but they're not really like trying to prove anything. I think that's why everyone, dresses like shit but you know that's what <laughs> yeah. can you do uh, have you like become an outdoors man were you already oh, like are you- i'm trying i'm yeah. making it a, i'm making an attempt i like being outdoorsy if it's like like running i like doing yeah. that kind of thing <laughs> right no seriously you got me going on the running and i oh, love good. it because i i'm right near a, a lake um in yeah. denver which uh, overlooks like this mountain like the front range mountains which is cool yeah. but I can't get like, I don't have skiing stuff. I just, when I go skiing with my friends, it's like, I get to the top of the mountain and then I go, Hey guys, I'll see you in three hours. I guess I'm not gonna, you can call me. I'm not going to be able to link up to where you are. So yeah, because yeah. you, cause you didn't grow up skiing. Didn't grow up skiing. I mean, it's new England. I mean, yeah, you could go, but it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's hockey season. Right. Yeah. I actually went skiing or went to Burlington or not Burlington, um, Killington, Vermont last weekend with my brother and it was disastrous. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just got in a massive fight with my brother, but I also, cause like I was there with my boyfriend, he was there with his girlfriend and oh. his, it, like him, my brother and his girlfriend, like his, his girlfriend used to live out in Aspen and she was a patrol EMT on the mountain. So she's very, very good at skiing. She's pushing the pace. Yeah. Yeah. Which you can't have fine. that. No, you can't <laughs> have that. Okay. Thank you. It wasn't fine. I, I, so I, but I also grew up skiing. So I'm like, but I haven't skied since high school. So I was kind of like getting my ski legs back as they say, my boyfriend, like truly does not. <laughs> it was his like third time putting on skis. And so I think he was like a little insecure about it, but, um, yeah, then they like hold my brother's name is Holden and his girlfriend Carrie. They just like peaced out on us. And we were like, you guys were the ones who invited us to come to this. Like, it, and we drove, it took us like eight hours because there was a snowstorm to get there. And I was like, why am I in? It's freezing in Vermont. Yeah. Like, I'm like, why am I here? Skiing, I feel like, is one of those things you just have to do. Like, everyone, you want to be like kind of on the same level. Yeah, it's you, a weekend thing. You also need the weekend, you need the house mm-hmm. because you can mm-hmm. always bail and go back to the house. Exactly. And the problem with this trip is that the house was um, 40 minutes away from the mountain. So it wasn't like a casual, like you couldn't bail and have it be a casual thing. Like it was like, we're leaving. Guys, we're leaving. I'm like, hey, listen, I'm not above throwing a tantrum right now. I'll do it. Oh, (laughs) I am queen of tantrums. (laughs) Take the skis off, walk down. 
Oh Lucky yeah, we guys. were pissed. <laughs> well, we left early. It was a whole thing. We were like, we're we're leaving. I mean, I'm just a big believer. It's like I'm like, why am I? If I'm not having fun, why am I here? <laughs> so oh, I'm, I'm the biggest. Like, yeah, same thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think some people like tough it out, like which is I guess like the adult polite thing to do. But I'm like, nah, <laughs> I'm just gonna go. <laughs> no, the adult polite thing to do for us would have just been like, yeah, well, like my buddy Ben, we would do like a ski weekend. He's like, yeah, all right, I'll see you guys when you get off. He's just like, I'm gonna go watch the UConn basketball game. I'll see you. Like, yeah. he doesn't know how to ski. And I'm like, damn. And then I had to call him two hours in being like, Ben, come pick me up. <laughs> Can you come get me? <laughs> I'm not having fun anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what we kept saying. We're like, this isn't fun anymore. <laughs> um are all of your friends like do you have are most of your friends from Colorado or did you meet them like Um, did you know them before so what's funny is one of my close friends out here now I knew him from Massachusetts like Mm -hmm. friend of a friend in Williams College at Williams Mm -hmm. College and um just other people like our transplants I have one friend who's from Colorado but he's from Vail so like Mm. Yeah, he talks like this. Went yeah, to UCLA. <laughs> I know the cultural difference. I I don't. I feel like I I never have lived in Colorado, but I like. I feel like Colorado is probably more similar to California than it is to New England. Very much so. And yeah, it, it it does feel like so culturally different. I I kind of loved it, and I there was a period of time where I was like I could live in Southern California forever, and then the pandemic happened. And yeah. I came back. Well, we were gonna. I was gonna ask you about it. So mm-hmm. like you know this the podcast is a lot about you know, our guest journey to a new city and you were living in LA and like a ton of our, like, like a ton of like, you know, our peers, you moved back home Mm -hmm. and you found yourself thriving now in Rhode Island. And, you know, I usually like, (laughs) no, seriously, I usually extol, there's a vocab word, the -hmm. benefits of like getting out and out of your comfort zone. But it seems like you were kind of launched so far out of the comfort zone that you were like, oh God, this is not, this is not going well. Detrimental to your success, right? Well, yeah, as in like why I came back to the East Coast. Yeah, well, no, it was like kind of a couple of things. I like pre-pandemic LA, I feel like I was thriving. You were? Yeah, it it was, I was definitely uncomfortable, like living paycheck to paycheck, like, uh, you know, not getting a lot of sleep. I was like really on the stand-up grind, which I'm sure it's like this in Denver because Denver is a big comedy hub. Yeah, oh yeah. And there are like multiple mics a night, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So in LA, I don't know if they do they have slotted mics in Denver where you can like sign up ahead of time and like a lot of times you pay five dollars to get like we don't have to pay, which is like I've heard that about LA, which is a little bit I'm like, oh, I don't know about this. Yeah. Well, I became like homies with some of the people who ran the mics and then and they need hosts. Like if because so in LA was amazing. Like I feel like I was in like the the uh, what is it? the gold rush of comedy before yeah. the pandemic in LA because there was all these slotted mics popping up and they would literally the, the mics would start sometimes as early as 1 p.m. every hour on the hour all the way through midnight so wow. like you could and you would you would drive to West Hollywood or Hollywood and like you'd be like I can get in five mics in like the for the day and I also had kind of like a, a flexible job my day job was pretty flexible so I would like be kind of on the clock, but then also be doing an yeah. open mic. And it was, just, it was, and yeah, the pain kind of sucked, but I was friends with one of the, the like bigger mics or just like kind of like one of the popular mics and mm-hmm. she, and I ended up hosting. So I was like Ooh. paid and then didn't have to. That's um, a huge gig. Yeah, it was, it was fun. Well, there, she had a lot of hosts and then it was like, I don't know, is the stand-up community in Denver like 
Do you love it? I like, I like it a lot. I think there's, there's, we have like a lot of people who are like, we got like the Sam talents, David Borey's like people who are like our standard bears, but they're all cool as hell. Everybody is kind of together in it, but I was going to ask you. So like, like the, you have any good stories from the LA open mic days? So like, let me add, like, I, cause I know open mics, open mics are just like three actually <laughs> funny people, yeah. 12 white dudes who love anime. And then there's like one, like wino mom whose kids are in community college yeah. and you're like, what's happening? So like, well, what? yeah, I mean the cast of characters is endless. I don't, I'm sure it's like that in Denver. I mean, in LA, it's probably even more like, to an extreme because like we you have people trying to make it as actors yeah you definitely have like the alcoholic mothers like having like going through their like you know yeah like just too much it's too much like they get up there and you're like this is a panic I don't think this is an this is a panic attack I don't think yeah and they can be sometimes super like those are actually the ones that I think sometimes cause the most troubles and like we're like sometimes very um like they would say, do you try to do crowd work with the other yeah. comics? I, there was this one time where this one like full on Karen was like pretty racist to one of the other guys in the audience Ooh. and she got kicked out <laughs> because like, you know, obviously so much the like mics are just like people, people say some crazy shit, but I think there's, it's so clear when something becomes kind of hostile and of like, course. you're like one wrong move, someone there might be a fight, but most of the time that wasn't the case. I never had... I'm trying to think of like the most dramatic thing that happened to me to Mike. I mean, I can't really remember anything too crazy, but like, there's just some strange people. Like, it's like, a, so but weird. I, but that was like one of the things I loved about it that I just found myself. I was like friends with like a 50 year old man, and then like, and I go out to drinks with like, and then like also, you know, a trans woman, you know, and we'd all yeah. come together, and I feel like it was just like the most genuinely diverse not just in the sense of like race but like age background so you have economic class it was just like such a and we all had this like one underlying passion and everyone was like and once the the regular faces all kind of came together you can like you you know you know how it is like yeah once you you start seeing people and then they kind of become your friends and it's slow and yeah I don't know nothing really ever too crazy ever happened at a mic but like I would hear I hear stories and one of my very good friends he's still out we talk on the phone all the time and he's crushing it out there and we kind of like started at the same time because do you have a oh, thing yeah. like do you it's not it's kind of like a class like you kind of figure I out know what you mean yeah you're like who's yeah. who's, with me, who's in the same age group and then who's on my level yeah and then exactly. you bond together do you, have you ever produced your own show yeah I produce my own show right now in uh Denver called Sunday Fun Day and uh every Sunday uh every other Sunday yeah every first okay. and third but we yeah we're doing like really well and we're um last week we had ben roy who was on those who can't um oh good for you fucking got on the table like we have these big long picnic tables and he got on there and just started like just screaming he's from like but fuck maine so he has a lot of this pent-up anger and aggression Uh but it's Uh very funny yeah it works oh it crushes i mean there are a lot of guys like that in denver where like there's these three dudes named the grolics they started they had a tv show on true tv like they, they're on, they've done the comedy central thing. Like a lot of these dudes that stay there, they're good comics. And you have, you, you have someone to look up to as opposed to like, all right, when am I getting out of here and going to LA or New York and stuff like that. But I just, yeah. man, open mics are so dicey. I love like, cause I always, my favorite thing, which is shouldn't be my favorite thing is like mm-hmm. the old white dude. Who's like, I've found a creative way to say the N word. Hold on. Oh, <laughs> and you're yeah, like, Oh no. 
<laughs> yeah, it, like the the guys who think they're really like pushing, be, yeah, pushing edge the edge. Yeah, and and they're like, and they just like totally missed the mark. Yeah, that that is like that can be tough. But that's cool that you feel like you're surrounded by like other comics that you can look up to because I think that's like a huge. I mean, because I've d- done some mics yeah. in Boston and Providence, and Are you getting like, back into it. I like I'm I was supposed to open for my friend she's touring her one hour right now she's uh, in her name's Alyssa Lynn Paris yeah yeah, she, yeah you know yeah so she's uh, has like this amazing one woman show that's really a, an hour of stand-up about how the death of her dad her dad died from cancer like five years ago and it's a really incredible show and it got bought by Peacock um which oh, is like streaming. yeah so she's like running it and then the gonna record it in April and she asked me to do open for her. And I was like, okay, <laughs> like, I, haven't, I haven't done stand-up in so long, but I, I feel like with stand-up, I was, I'm always in the mode of like, you never say no to an opportunity. So I was like, okay, I have to say yes. To this. And I have my old material. Like, I'm like, I'm just going to yeah. do the stuff that I did before the pandemic that I know worked. Like I haven't really written any stuff. Yeah. That like, I, What's up with this election, huh guys? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's talk about Trump. Yeah. So <laughs> Can anyway. we bring it back to him. <laughs> I think Hillary's got a shot this year. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, luckily I'm not a political comedian. Um, but yeah, so, but then she got booked on a commercial. So she had to push that Boston show, which was kind of nice because I was not feeling prepared because it was supposed to be this Tuesday, coming Tuesday. Oh, boy. But I, in the summer, I went to a mic in Providence. That was actually pretty fun. But I, it's just clear that like, like when you go to a mic in LA, like, there could be i remember um oh my gosh how am i for best stellings do you know who that is i know she's best like, she's yeah she comes through colorado a lot right yeah she's like a headliner mm-hmm. I, I remember sitting in a mic this was also when i was just starting and this woman gets on stage it's like there's like five people sitting there and she was so funny and i was like wow like what a she's really on her way yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then i go up and i like perform like you know very like i bomb and yeah. um but she was like so you know supportive and then only after was i did i like realize i think it was like a month later i was like oh my god that was best selling and that, that like that sort of thing happens in la where like a headliner literally will come or someone who's like a regular at the comedy store will would come into a mic and i, yeah. I do think that like the only way to get good at comedy is to be like just thrown into the wolves and like oh, of course you either rise like you know you rise up with like to the caliber that you're witnessing um so i'm not sure if it's like that i mean i haven't done enough mics in boston or province to really know like oh yeah it's the same thing it all it all yeah. kind of correlates i think uh just like a lot more i just noticed in boston it's just it's the demographic where it's like LA transplant city, different points of view. Boston is very much like dudes get up there. How about this fucking Cape traffic? What the fuck? Yeah. Like, and you're like, ah, yeah. That's why I knew I had to kind of get out of there. I was like, if I want to get good at this, not only do I have to get away from my friends who will make me want to go out and drink every night. And then mm-hmm. I also just gotta, I gotta do it. I gotta do it every night. And like, I didn't have friends yeah. like before the pandemic happened. I literally yeah. just went to open mics. Yeah. 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 I think that was smart. And why, but why did, why Denver and not LA or New York? Um, I got a job in Denver, but I was, I got a job in Denver. Good company. What do you do? So right now I actually just quit my job and uh, yeah, I was doing like just tech sales pretty much. And I've made my last podcast was all about how I'm quitting my job. Oh wow. I work from home, but I don't really do anything. And then I had a call today with my boss who was like, Hey, just listen to the podcast. That's pretty funny. 
oh wait so you haven't you hadn't quit yet oh no I did quit oh oh okay but but she was like like, I have a sense of humor I get it it's funny and I go is it because I'm not doing anything this whole week so (laughs) yeah wow oh so you like gave your two weeks yeah I gave my two weeks in my two weeks I literally wrote in there um I'm a peacock captain you gotta let me fly (laughs) (laughs) so are are you doing comedy full-time then no, I'm uh, I'm going to be doing TikTok social media management for uh, Brewmate, which is like this company who makes like Yeti style stuff and things like that. They're out of Denver. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. This is a chance to be creative full time. Yeah. Even if it is for like a, a, co- a company. Um, yeah. I'm pretty That's- pumped about it. But I, I was very rattled when she was like, listen to your podcast today. So I it's know. good to know when people work from home, they just scratch the mouse pad every 10 minutes. And I go, yeah. well, that's. <laughs> a joke i'm a yeah. i do jokes it's a bit <laughs> that's a bit I'm come glad on you, i'm glad you liked it uh is you it working exactly you have any good like what do you have any good bomb stories like any times you bomb miraculously because i have a couple of massachusetts that were like oh just, just get it yeah up. well uh yeah there's a few that actually come to mind I'm I mean I bombed like most of the time I don't know like I think there's more bombs than there are like amazing sets but I um there was one time where I did the show at a Dave Dave and Buster's in Hollywood and I don't have you ever been to Hollywood no okay it's a dark it's a dark place like it's really like there's so much homelessness but it's also like there's like the walk of stars like it, it's like juxtaposed with like that that's kind of like yeah it's tacky. dystopian it's a dystopian yeah. hell yeah and then there's like a naked man with like crust on his face like bleh, like screaming <laughs> at you it's like it's really really dark I, and I used to work in Hollywood like the office I used to work in was in Hollywood I like pulled in one day at like 7 45 in the morning there's fully a man taking a shit on the street i like i park my car and then i like walk around like i'm like that is human you give him finger guns hey <laughs> i'm like good morning to you yeah um, no. hey someone had their coffee a little early huh <laughs> i'm like i'm running to the bathroom too <laughs> um no so hollywood's dark and like it as you can imagine gets only more darker as the as the sun goes down and nighttime is upon us and the show like was i think at like 10 p.m or something and it also was uh, like i had to bark for it and um oh, yeah. so it was like a, out, i was barking outside of a dave and busters and i was also asked to host and as you know like hosting is a, uh yeah give like, it up for like your staff <laughs> give it up yeah. for yourselves for coming out uh and then do a cold and then i like was yeah. like did a cold set or a cold open whatever um but I think that, and I, and I was, but I was really, I was kind of feeling, this was a period of time where I was like, I had had a, a few good shows under my belt. I was like pretty feeling kind of cocky. I'm on the up I'm like, up. yeah, I'm like, my material is tried and true. Like it doesn't fail me. Like I, I figured <laughs> it out. So I do all this barking and which is also, I think kind of an awkward, I, there's not a lot of barking in LA for LA mics. I feel like whenever I go to New York and go to McDougal street, which is like where the cellar is, I always see mm-hmm. people barking. Like I think yeah. it's far more common in New York, but in LA, this was the only time I ever had to bark, but it's kind of awkward. Cause like you see in the audience, the people who were like, come to my show. Like, yeah. <laughs> it, like it creates oh, that no. dynamic. So, uh, so all these people also, I think the problem with a show where you bark for is like, and, and the tickets were free. So no one had to pay for the show. And I think that creates a thing where people sit in the audience, their arms are crossed. They're like, okay, make me laugh. You asked me to come here. Like, yeah, whereas, like when, yeah, yeah. When, whereas I think when it's a show where people bought tickets, 
Like it's a Friday they're like, they made it a night. They're like, we're going to a comedy show. There's so much more as an audience, like willing to, they like, they want to have a yeah. good time. They want to laugh. So but I'll, can- also, I'll also say this, if you buy mm. tickets to a show at my last show, there was like a group of uh, people that were like talking and I go up and I'm like, Hey guys, just got to quiet down yeah. a little bit. And the guy goes, we bought tickets. I think we can talk. And I go, fuck. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know what to say to that. He kind of just, kind of faced me there and i was like all right whatever but i don't know i didn't mean to <laughs> no the the sass from the audience is so real i used to work at the hollywood improv which is like oh shit yeah i was like a door a door man yeah you're a door girl yeah a door gal and <laughs> i uh but then like you you know then my other part of the job was like standing inside the like in and telling people like to put their phones away yeah, or we yeah. would always like put the phones in like the yeah you put the phones in the zipper way. case yeah yeah and then, you know, tell people to be quiet if they were being quiet. Like the big part of the job, like we were really trained. Like you tell people to shut the fuck up. Like this is like, if anyone's being too loud, they're kicked out. Like the improv had like pretty yeah. intense rules about it. Yeah. So the, this this one show, there was like on a Monday night, it's, a, it's an absolute shit show. People are like, it's so crowded. Like people are asking, like I'm not, I'm, I was not a runner. Like I didn't serve food yeah. or anything. I was literally just there to like watch the room and like be the person to put people's phones in bags. And so, and people are asking me like, where's my food? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> like that's not my job. But then the show starts and this one person is like um, on their phone blatantly. And it's like, and so I, <laughs> the, my coworker went up to the guy and was like, hey man, you really got to put your phone away. This guy looks up, he goes, man, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> it was and like, you just don't know what to, you're like, yeah, I, I did it. My, I tried to lay down the, the hammer on the audience, but yeah, it's tough when like people feel like they bought tickets, they can do whatever they want. Of course. And I'm like, dude, it's a comedy show. When you want to yeah. like pay attention to like your friend, like ha- was talking about your, their relationship problems. I'm like, I have relationship problems too, but I'm turning it into a joke for everybody. It's funny. Yeah. Enjoy it's my pain as, as a bigger group. Wasn't that yeah. what it's about? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But this one uh, Dave and Buster's show I did was so bad because everyone was like sitting there being like, make me laugh. And I was like, it just, I, it was such a, it was like literally silent. Yeah. And then I think someone was like, don't, I think I like said something like, okay, this isn't working clearly. And then someone was like, that's all right. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the worst part? They go, okay yeah you're trying yeah i don't even know stop (laughs) yeah and then i had to like it sucked because hosting like i had to keep coming back on stage and i'm like you thought i was gone but here (laughs) i am (laughs) so yeah that was a bad bomb and then i had like i just had this one brutal bomb the improv had a mic every monday night and it was like you put your name in a bucket but the bucket was rigged so like really your chances of getting up like as someone who wasn't in the in crowd were like very very slim because there's so many people who already like who you know i know yeah yeah they had spots um but also though any mic that isn't rigged Mm -hmm. not all the way but like if any if you go to a mic at this point and it's like i just know for me personally like if i go now go to a mic and like certain people are like getting up based on list i'm like what is this what are we doing here like do yeah, you wait you're saying when it's not rigged you're like what are we doing here yeah when it's by the list because i'm just like I, listen i get it reward the people who got here first let mm. them go up earlier but also you know 
You oh, want so you're the, you want the, like you're on the in crowd. Yeah, I don't want to. Am I when the power dynamics shift? Are, do we turn a blind eye to injustice? Of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, it's like one year into comedy, like, man, yeah. this list is so rigged. Three years yeah. into comedy. Why the fuck is it this list rigged? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I... Yeah, it, I, the the so the but the the list of the improv was like so rigged. But then also like if the mic started at eight, didn't end till like one thirty a.m. at night. Right. And you would never know. Like you you could either you never wait. Know. You can't yeah, leave. Yeah. So there like I every Monday would sit and wait, and mo- there was only one time I got called, and I go up and I just bomb. It was so bad. I just, I just was like, and because I think it was because there was so much. I was like so shocked. I yeah. Got you don't called. even. You can't even like, yeah. get yourself ready. <laughs> Yeah. And, and I think it's tough when it is such a rigged mic, all the people, all the guys, it was like also very bro and like all the guys there were like boys with each other. And like, I don't know, not to play the gender card, but I do feel like it was like this specific vibe of people was like, we're all friends. You yeah. have to be really funny if you're going to make one of us laugh. It was, it was kind of a ruthless crowd. And the great irony is that I worked at the improv. Like I was like, I'm an employee of this institution. I'm setting the culture here. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, those are my two in my head, the bombs that are seared into my memory. That's pretty, I mean, that's not too bad. I have a couple. Yeah. I just have one that I just remember was first starting out. I was at Williams college visiting my buddy. Mm-hmm. Up in, yeah and they were like hey we're doing a stand-up thing and i go oh fucking i'm like six beers in i'm like i do stand up mm-hmm. let oh, me get on yeah. this and he goes we ran out of time you can go on in between the bands i'm like sweet oh, no. i'll crush it i get up there i am literally doing stand-up in a crowded basement it's loud there is mm-hmm. four asian people just looking at me mm. just like no don't yeah. yeah it's really hard to do stand-up in between music stand-up yeah, and music yeah, it's because people are like, why is the music off? Yeah. And who the fuck is this guy talking on? Who's who's this guy exactly. who turned the music off who's now talking at us? Exactly. And then I just see yeah. some woman from the back just go, you fucking suck. And I'm like, all right, that's my time. Thank you. Yeah. I also, I mean, do you, I could, I would never be able to drink before a set. Like you, you yeah. I think it, it calms me down, but it actually made me more nervous. I usually just go like one Bud Light and then I, mm. that's about it. Because mm. I have a you. problem. <laughs> because I am an alcoholic. No, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm. No, I. Fun. I used to. I when I first started, I was like, well, a big reason why I started stand up, not a big reason, but I was like in this awful like situationship with this person who was like definitely an alcoholic. This was like my mm. pre stand up. And we would do this thing. He was like so into finding that happy hours of like various bars. And like he was obsessive about it, which is like, okay, something should have been a red flag because he was obsessed with getting pints of beer at a cheaper price because he would order so many pints. And like, it it was like, there were so many times when I should have been like, oh, this person probably has some substance abuse issues. (laughs) He's funny. I don't know. (laughs) That's usually. Oh my God. Look at him. Yeah. All on a budget. Yeah, exactly. And he would do this like really awkward thing where, you know, when you go to a happy hour, like it's, a, you can't order four pints at once 
to like maximize the amount you get in the happy hour because the, the whole point is like the happy hour is like one small window and if like if everyone was ordering as many drinks as they could for the whole night in that window like it's not that's not what the happy hour is for so he would like negotiate with the waiters yeah. and they, it was just i was like oh god this Dude, is he's like turning this happy time. hour into a very stressful tense right. hour yeah because he <laughs> wanted so much beer so I was at the time hanging out with them all, all the time. And I was drinking a ton because I was like keeping up. So when I started stand up, like that ended, that thing yeah. ended. And I kind of was like, okay, I need something to fill my time. I had all, I had done a few mics, but like hadn't been consistent with it, but then started going to mics like obsessively every night and was like, I kind of went into it being like, I really need to stop drinking because the, I just went through this like three month period where I feel like I was like drinking every day. Mm -hmm. And so stand up kind of was this thing where I was like, oh, I, I don't mix stand up and booze. Like it, right. in my head, it was like that those are like the, the opposite. But then there was one time where I was so nervous before a show and I did have a beer and it had the opposite effect. Yeah, I like I because it made me feel like I wasn't quite as sharp, but I wasn't I wasn't drunk. I just had one beer. So I was like aware I, I wasn't like tipsy enough to not be nervous anymore, but I was um aware that I like my memory maybe wasn't like firing at all on all exactly. pistons. I mean, a couple times you forget and you're like, I'm an idiot. Yeah. I don't oh. I can't drink. I don't drink during the week, but it's yeah. like a weekend show. I'll just go like one or two and then yeah. after the show, you're like, all right, I'm going out. I'm going to Play, do some karaoke because I can't. Yeah. I need attention. Uh, <laughs> do your friends come to like your? Would you say most of your friends are stand-up friends, or do you have like non? No, most of my friends are just non-stand-up friends, so I can test material on them. No, do they uh, come no, to your shows. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> uh, no, they come to my shows like here and there. Yeah, I mean, after like they come to the first or second, they're like, okay, we get it. You know? Yeah. Do you, I feel like I stopped being friends with non-standup when I got so into standup, I was like, mm, like, first of all, I found that not all my non-standup friends weren't as funny. And I was like, oh, they, they don't, um, I don't know. I was like, they don't get it. They don't get the grind. <laughs> no, it's not even, I like the grind because it, you know, when you go back to your regular, your friends or just, I wouldn't even call them regular. They're just your friends. They're just mm. people. Literally, I was talking to my therapist the other day and I started crying, talking about how much I missed LA comics. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it was just the best community that I've ever been part of. <laughs> and like, they were still, there were still, people talk shit, but it didn't, it didn't, we weren't like talking shit on the internet. Well, what's also funny is like, I don't know, uh, Northeast New England, we talk shit, but it's hmm. to each other and it's fucking funny. Like I'm hmm. doing it. Yeah. I'm trying to bust your balls. In like Denver or maybe even LA, I feel like people from, uh, you know, Iowa, not from that area. They're like, what mm -hmm. are you, why are you being mean to me? They're like, mm -hmm. why are you like shitting on me right now? And I'm like, yeah. Oh, so you think people everybody. are sensitive. I, that's what I kind of think a little bit. Cause I don't know. I, I'll, I see this one kid all the time. They're like, I don't think he's very happy with me right now, but he dyed his hair. And I'm like, you look like fucking Frank Ocean's boyfriend right now. And he was just like, whatever. I'm like, not, like actually um, mad at me. I'm like, dude, I'm busting your balls. Relax. Also, that's kind of a compliment. If someone told me I looked like Frank Ocean's boyfriend, I'd be like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like what a privilege to look I know. like I'm you're like, associated yeah. with. Like. Hey, listen, not all the chirps are first round picks. I'm doing my best. <laughs> and wait, and this person's also a comic. Yeah. Yeah. 
exactly. that's weird that like i feel like that i don't know that's strange that people are sensitive to those sort of things everyone's got to stick up their ass a little bit i'm just dude i'm just a rebel edgelord i mean i don't mm. know what to tell yeah mm. <laughs> i sense that <laughs> i rebel sense that. Uh, you know you know a lot of people just think it i'm willing to say it <sighs> <laughs> i'm self-aware <laughs> i'm just so self yeah this uh yeah but um, I did have some other questions. Yeah, sorry. No worries. I love talk. I mean, I'll talk snap all day, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I obviously can. So, what's it like living back home with you with the parents? That's something I can't fathom it myself. But you seem to be like loving it. What's like the balance that you've struck, and what like what makes it work? You know. Yeah. So this is where I'm like really showing my privilege. <laughs> but I, my I um my parents have two homes. So they, they don't, I don't live with them right now. They live most of the time in Tennessee. Oh, shit. Yeah. They, when I was in college, they, um, basically my parents bought a bean company when I was in college and like started making a lot more money. So then they bought a second home (laughs) and they like are, they love East Tennessee. So that's, uh, where they spend most of their time. I couldn't, if my parents were here, I could not, um, it would, it would be impossible. Yeah. Yeah. I would be like even they came for like uh three weeks over the holidays and i was like so stressed the whole time and i love all the time so grateful like obviously it's i'm so lucky to be able to like squat in their house as a literal 27 year old woman it's pathetic but i I mean you're taking advantage of the situation is what it is that i am (laughs) (laughs) that's one thing you can say about me i am taking advantage (laughs) um yeah. So yeah, that, that's my answer to that question. I do not live with my parents, oh, but okay. I have the luxury of living in their very beautiful home. That's <laughs> unbelievable. But I, I am, I, I think it's time for me to like really kind of be on my way out. I mean, I actually did. So I'm in grad school at BU right now and right. I had a, an apartment in Cambridge for the fall semester. Um, but I just like, I hated it. I, I, I was really, really anxious the fall semester and like, I think there was, I found, I thought I was like anxious about being dirty all the time. And the house felt very dirty. That's the charm. <laughs> that's the charm of Cambridge. Yeah. yeah that's no, the charm. Yeah. That's literally um, what I, it's fun. Yeah. That's what it's there for. You're like, Cambridge. I'm with all these thinkers and tech bros, but I'm actually living in filth. Yeah. Oh, well, that is my kind of, I think I'm maybe in like one subset of Boston, but coming back to Boston, I'm like, everyone's on their high fucking horse about being like highly educated and like people need to pull the stick out of their ass. I'm also not hanging out in like Southie and stuff like that. I don't really spend, yeah, I don't spend a lot of time in Boston in general, but I feel like in, in Cambridge and then also just like being at BU, which is obviously university. I'm like, everyone's so hoity toity, like, educated and like academic and I'm working um, on an app or you know yeah. something like that. or just like I'm better than you energy and that's something I just like don't love um but yeah so I sublet I, I got out of that lease of the Cambridge apartment and I only ha- all my classes are condensed to Tuesday and Thursday so I only drive to Boston on Tuesdays and Thursdays which is still kind of a, like it's a it's a drive like it, yeah, when I hit a- traffic it's like two hours like one way so four hours of driving but it's worth it because I get I don't know. I like the oceans right there. And I like, you know, I mean, maybe you don't know, but from my, I just like love running and I love yeah 
I just saw a light. I, I also get very paranoid being here because I live in this really rural area. And when I hear a noise or see a light, I get scared because I'm like, this is where I would get murdered. No, this is but, it's Rhode Island. It's if anything, it's just a drunk Italian driver or something like that. <laughs> like, you know, he's just like, I thought this was my house. <laughs> <laughs> I know I, I live in like a very isolated and it's also most people in the, uh, in the, the most of the homes are like summer homes. So it's like right. all dark around but yeah sorry next question <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of running what i love about like your content is you're doing something like unique which is you're using yeah. your time and effort to like kind of craft these voiceovers which is your actual writing right oh, While yeah. oh so you've been watching my recent content of course yeah <laughs> um, um while you say go for a run or you make a juice on the juicer, was that kind of more exciting or scary when you decided to kind of really go this route with it? Well, so it, I think more exciting, a little bit scary, because I think sharing your writing is like always like vulnerable and scary a little bit. But I have really been trying to make a conscious shift towards like not, I, I don't know. I just felt like I was being just a classic influencer and I don't know there's nothing wrong with that like that's a great career and like if that's something you like to do then like all the power to you I just wasn't feeling really fulfilled from like come on a run with me and like this is my outfit like that kind of just got old for me so and I and I want to be a writer like I want to be like write books and maybe do stand-up again and like some combination of the the two so I was like how do I make this audience that I feel like most people follow me for like kind of fitness influencer stuff like how do I kind of shift and start sharing more of what I actually care about so that's why I started doing the voiceovers and some at first I was like whoa these are so successful but then in classic TikTok fashion I'm sure you know from being a TikTok yeah of course like a video flops and you're like what was different from this video like from the one that got a million views like I don't understand (laughs) you try and go back and I wanted to ask you because like I I feel the same way where I was doing pretty well doing one thing Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I go, yeah, but this isn't funny to me anymore. This yeah, isn't something I old. enjoyed. It's old, mm-hmm. but, and I think that's what, you know, I appreciate because you made a conscious choice to say, Hey, this is, this is the side of me. I want to show people now because it's interesting to me. And if you appreciate me and my personality, you'll like it too. And if not, you know, Bye. My dick. yeah, yeah, exactly. Suck my dick. No, yeah. Eat me, <laughs> suck me from the back. How's that? <laughs> I'm going on a run. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I, that's, I kind of felt like, yeah, if I'm, I'm not having fun doing this anymore. And I also think that when you, when you stop having fun as a creator, I think eventually it comes through to your audience. Yeah, of course it feels, it feels forced. And I think more than anything, my, you know, we're Gen Z I'm Gen Z anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually, you're on the cusp. I'll let you in. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) yeah, I'll let you, uh, more than anything, we can spot when people are phones and kind of faking it a little bit. Yeah. And I actually sometimes look back on some of my like old content from even the summer in the summer, I was going through a big slump. Like Mm -hmm. I just feeling like I was stuck in this like rut and not enjoying the stuff I was making, but felt like I had to make it because I was making, I'm like, you make good money influencing. Oh, of course. And I I look back and I'm like, God, I can tell, like I'm watching me and I'm like, it's so performative. And so like, let's go on a run. And like, I'm (laughs) like, that's, it's so fake. And like, I'm like, I other, even if people don't really know me, you can sense it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Speaking of like making money, I, so what's the strangest ad deal you've had to promote or what's something that as you've been approached with that you haven't gone through with, cause you're like, this is kind of strange. 
And I'll um, share mine because I feel like people don't know it, but if you, because yeah. they didn't use any of my videos that I sent them. <laughs> well, I'm pretty much, I don't have a lot of like, okay. So one time a vibrator company reached out to me and like wanted me to promote it. And I was down because I love vibrators. Yeah. Go off. Like, you know, <laughs> let's, let's celebrate it. But then some, I don't know why that never ended up coming, happening. But that's probably the most like, ooh, spicy brand collab I got asked to do. I also don't know how that, because TikTok's so like, they'll like take down videos. I don't right. know if a company like that could advertise on TikTok, but yeah, probably the vibrator company. Yeah. I got asked to do, uh, there was the for hymns, like they do all sorts of stuff, but I was like, this is a good idea to get, I'm going to get some fucking dick pills. I don't need them, but you know, it'd be sick to have like a bunch oh, of Oh, like Viagra. Like, Vi yeah, off-brand Viagra. They sent me like a massive pouch of like these little packets of uh -huh. off-brand Viagra. And I was just, uh -huh. and then I went to High Plains Comedy. I got invited to High Plains Comedy Festival and I'm going up to like fucking Congrats. Rory Scoville. Just like, here you go, man, so good funny. set. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, doesn't he? Have, I feel like he has a whole bit. Oh, no. I He has like a really funny bit about porn. And I mean, don't so many comedians, but I was listening to it the other day. Um, yeah. And now yeah, I just wait. have all these dick pills that I don't know what to do with. I thought you had to get a prescription for Viagra. Is that wrong? I mean, not if not if you're making videos for it. And then I made videos of me being like, hey, do you have a hard time getting your wrench lubed up? <laughs> Have some for hymns. It's not embarrassing. I do it. I'm a man like you. And like, honest question. Have you ever taken uh, erection? Of course. Yeah, duh. Yeah. I've, yeah, really? I've QB sneaked my friends too. I'll put that on record. Wait, what's QB sneaked? You just like give it to them. You're just like, here you go, and man. It's, a, it's an Advil. Oh my God. Like you roofie them? And I didn't roofie them. I was like, hey, here, dude, try this. It's good for your hangover. And but doesn't like, oh, it yeah. last like eight hours? No, 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 no. I don't think so. But it is very funny to watch your friends like, like they you're sitting down, like hanging out at like a booth or something. And they just get up and they're like, I got to use the bathroom. Hold on. <laughs> you're I like, am <laughs> right now. You are? <laughs> yeah. Well, because I also, I was expecting, first of all, your answer to my question would be no. No. I mean, you got to, you get them, you got to do them. Okay. But you've never had to do it. No, because not out of like, pure, no, that, not that out would of be like, fine, I have way. a problem. Well, my, my friend, my, my best friend from LA comedy, he is, his best bits are about erectile dysfunction. So, and he's a year younger than I am. So, Jeez. well, that's yeah. no, I don't have a, it's just more so, you know, it's for the fun. It's for the goofs. <laughs> it's for the laughs. Um, it's for the yeah. tips. You know, you give it to your barber. You're like, here you go, man. He's like, I also take cash, you know? And I'm like, oh, I thought we were cool. I was trying to be cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. I would, if I was a man and if someone slipped me in an erection pill, I'd be pissed. Why? That'd be, really? I'd be like. I'd <laughs> well, be like, oh, I imagine dude. it'd be so uncomfortable. And do you have to like tug one off for it to go away? How does it work? Uh. I don't know. I think you just kind of like live. I think you just make sure you don't hump anything in the meantime and you're pretty much fine. I think it'll go away. Just yeah. Think about, think about baseball. Mm, okay. Yeah. I think it's probably because I just can't imagine. You can't imagine like someone QB sneaking yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't, I can't, I actually don't know what the feeling, the sensation would be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like what it's like to have a boner. <laughs> <laughs> just be very clear. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, listen, I'll clear this up for all the listeners. Okay. Having a boner, you're not just walking around biting your lip, like, you know, completely feral. You're, you know, you're mostly, 
You're just no, you're, but is it like itchy? I imagine it to be. Is it itchy? itchy? Yeah, like you're like it's like uh, um, you're just like uncomfortable. An, an itchy? Yeah. No, you don't get like an itchy boner. That'd be fucking. That's you need to see a doctor. Unless you have poison ivy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> this is a. <laughs> yeah, you just walk around like I'm so itchy right now. You're like, what does that mean? You're like, I'm oh, not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's not uncomfortable. It's not like actively uncomfortable. No, if anything, uh-huh. it's like, all right, let's see what I can do with this. And then you know, a couple minutes pass, and you're like, nah, I can't do anything with this. I have no game. Mm, oh, I see. I see. So you're like that. You like attempt to flirt, and it doesn't go well. Yeah, it's only yeah, it's only you know when you are getting turned on by something where you're like, that's uh, Lola Bunny. I shouldn't be doing that. What's going mm-hmm. on right now? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's when it's very uncomfortable. That's when it feels Marky. a little itchy. I'd say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's when the itch creeps. Yeah, in. that's when the itch comes in. He's got to scratch it. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm so someone wanted you to make a video for these pills on TikTok or yeah. on like Instagram. Oh. Yeah, on TikTok. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to break the stigma. No, I just sent, I just emailed them a bunch of garbage. I just kept like, you know, kept the pills. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I feel like I, back to my whole thing about TikTok censorship. I, I just can't imagine a vi- videos like those would stay unless they were like really watered down PG, like ads for that, that type of thing. Yeah. I mean, I, a lot of the TikTok stuff that blows up, I just, it feels like there's just these Chinese executives that like walk around. They're like, you get a million views, you get nothing. You get a million views. And it's like, what even, what even goes on? I don't even understand it sometimes, but I, I guess it's just, a, it it's just a loyal following, but you've been anyway, like I do have some questions about some of the things that you wrote about in your article for slate. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. So one of the things you said, I, you know, I decided to be often celebrated as real as the internet. I made a video about my struggles with clinical depression, post it mm. and watch its upload progress, jumping from 17 to 83% in a matter of seconds. It's live. Within minutes, someone comments they don't like the video because it makes them sad. Delete immediately. What was I thinking? Oh, this is your voice, not mine. No. Uh, that's not my smooth. That's not my brand. The next day, I post a tutorial on how to make a favorite kale smoothie, and people demand the name of the pea protein powder. Someone else used the com- someone else comments they love me so much and doesn't. All right. My question is, doesn't the feeling of being fucking authentic kind of outweigh the dread of low views and likes? Isn't that what we should be focusing on? Right. Yeah. That we should be focused on authenticity and be like, I don't, the views are irrelevant because like if you're making authentic content, like that's going to feel good in and of itself. Yeah. And it's the feeling of, Hey, maybe I'm not popping off. And it's like with stand up. if you can get at least get 50% of the room and then they're into it. Yeah. Because I don't know, Patrice O'Neill had that quote where he goes, 50% of the people should be loving it. And then there should be 50% of the room that's like horrified, maybe. Mm. You know, maybe not that level of, but you know what I mean? It's, it, yeah. And uh, by the way, speaking of like the name of the pea protein powder, I know you always give away the outfits and where you get them from. Is there one outfit or one piece of clothing that you do gatekeep? No, I don't. I really don't gatekeep anything because I make money off of actively not gatekeeping. (laughs) Yeah. But to your point about like being authentic over like maximizing views, I totally agree that like it feels so much better when you're making content that is true to yourself. But I think that's that motivation has really been complicated by being it being my like full time job right. and my yeah. source of income. So I'm like, uh, you know, it, it now I'm not just making stuff that I want to make, like that I want 
to make, but I'm making stuff that I'm like, and I'm thinking it from like a business perspective and that sort of thing. Although I'm kind of straying away from that because I really do, I'm trying to like eventually break out of the social media. Like I'll always probably have social media, but like, I don't want it to be my only full-time thing. Right. Absolutely. Like, yeah, I want to make money off of book. Like I want to write a book and I want to make money from that. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, exactly. You want that to be your one thing. <laughs> Uh, I asked the yeah. gate. I asked the gatekeeping question because, like, there's this one dude who keeps commenting on my videos, asking where I get my sunglasses, and then we fight in the comments because I won't tell him. Oh, actually, that's a good point. I do kind of low key gatekeep my sunglasses, and I thought I had them, which is why I'm looking around. But it was it's on accident. The Ray Bans, and I, literally every time I wear them in a video, and the first time this the, like the third video I ever made on TikTok, I was wearing these sunglasses. So yeah. this has been this has been like three years. <laughs> asking me where I got these sunglasses, and I I really don't know because I got them at Nordstrom Rack, where like you know, that could be from anywhere yeah yeah exactly there might not even be ray-bans <laughs> I, I but like then someone dm'd me literally like last week being like that you should know based on the code on in the inner like on the inner um like isbn um, number yeah i'm like what am i gonna do like write that on instagram I, but i guess i should at this point because a lot of people seem to want to know but so i low-key kind of do gatekeep my sunglasses but just because i'm lazy yeah, that's like, I just do it because I if I see other people wearing them, I think I might freak out. Is that bad? No, you want to be unique. <laughs> yeah, this is the only thing I have. <laughs> yeah, well, I think that's a big uh, thing that like stand up comics, especially like young comics, like they're they're you're like really trying to figure out trying to. What, yeah. what your voice is and like what your yeah, like who what what's going to make you different on stage. My friend was thinking of, well, the crazy thing coming out of the pandemic, there was two of my two people who I wouldn't say I was friends with, but like friendly acquaintances with at open mics in LA and they fully have different names now they came out they're both women and I'm not going to say what the names are but they were like let's Whitney say, Cummings <laughs> no they're like my open my comments uh, yeah. they were like um let's say their names were Charlotte and Carly and now their names are just like Rachel and Tabitha like they just like they just changed their name to another pretty generic yeah. uh, <laughs> you got to mix it up sometimes you just get blacklisted at the mic so you gotta you gotta switch it up but it's like now but now like I was talking to my friend about it. I was like is it awkward and when you're like hey uh Carly and then you're like oh sorry I meant Tabitha like <laughs> it's not like when someone you know is like you know changing their gender identity or like stuff like that where it's like very clear they're kind of cut like yeah visually look being becoming a different version of themselves like uh, these people look exactly the same they're just like i have a new first name now <laughs> that's a bananas move but i think it's like a thing comics like people are always trying to figure out their my question my question is does do any of their friends change the contact in the phone probably not right yeah they can't. I, I wonder I, I i yeah maybe maybe those friends like understand it more like underneath yeah, they understand it'll probably be another month before they change it back <laughs> <laughs> perhaps yeah. yeah um another kind of quote that comes at the end um after you kind of present evidence of why like social media is dangerous you know everything from like congressional hearings you know being a mm. Klobuchar, then your own personal experience um that woman i mean the girl from your town you wrote mm. and i'm gonna do this better than the last time okay even though I, last time was pretty good <laughs> I write all of this with low-grade guilt. Of course, I understand the hypocrisy of my own words that I'm calling for the regulation of an industry which I directly profit. 
today I have two brand campaigns to complete. One's a TikTok video and one's an Instagram picture. Mm-hmm. I'm going to walk to the beach and take photos in bright, stretchy clothes, smile and twirl. And hopefully if I smile and twirl enough, people on the internet will tell me I have, quote, good vibes. And even right there, that shows a self-awareness that I feel not a lot of TikTok people, I think, get it. Mm. But at least you know that something's like, you know, I might be contributing to it, but with the shift maybe from your new videos, you're trying to get away from that, which is. Yeah, I. Um, yeah, you see how we, this is what we do on transplants. We go from fun to serious. Yeah, yeah, we just got really real. I, um, the, so the, I don't know, there's a comment section of that Slate article that were, that's kind of brutal. And like the, I feel like it's mostly old people who don't understand social media and don't understand the internet because like, it's like this girl, like what, she's going to keep doing this. And then like, and there was one comment that was like, so ruthless. That was like, she, this, she lacks so much self-awareness. She's just going to keep on killing teenage girls. And I was like, I read that and I was like, okay, you first of all missed the point of the article that I like, no, I, I'm fully recognizing that I'm on a platform that has been proven to be detrimental to young women's psychology. But I, my, like, my, the two things about that is that, first of all, I really like, I don't edit my photos. I also don't think I am the kind of creator on Instagram and TikTok who's like perpetuating these like, beauty standards that I think are a source of a lot of these like right. um well you can yeah you could tell like the fitness influencers who do do that you know. yeah and I feel like I'm trying to really make running like I run like a nine minute mile I'm like trying to make running feel inclusive and like people anyone can do it if you feel like doing it and it's like a freeing thing and it's something I do mostly for mental health reasons not for like you know body shape reasons and stuff like that so I don't know I just, I'm like I was like okay clearly this person's unfamiliar with my content but that doesn't take away from the fact that whether or not I'm making um bad or good positive or negative content I'm still definitely like on a platform that as a whole doesn't have a great effect on society which is one of the reasons why I do kind of want to get off of it and, and it, it like for me fully I I like I'm so kind of fucked up from social media like just sometimes I get really just really depressed honestly being a content creator it can be like so lonely I can imagine what what ways is it lonely because you feel like well you must get a lot of people that feel like they know you super well and like want already feel like they're your friend I mean how do you kind of deal with that well I think that's always nice I I really never get any dms from creepy guys which is like i feel like a lot of women on the internet maybe do but all of my dms are mostly from girl women my age being like let's be friends and i think it it just can be a lonely thing because i don't know you feel like there's all these people who feel they're friends with you and i think that's great that i don't know maybe i like people feel like they uh, they're connecting with you yeah. but but it's also you feel like you're giving a lot of that you're giving a lot of yourself and you don't want to give any more yeah i'm giving a lot of myself and i'm actually not getting genuine friendship in return and it's not on my audience to give me genuine friendship it's this is also on me because i feel like i'm going through a phase where i'm like i've lost all my friends and i'm like in the rural rhode island where it's like most yeah. people in my town are old and you're, yeah, uh, you're in your shining house right now. Yeah, exactly. Like I need to, I need to surround myself. I need to basically make real friends because I'm going yeah. through a lonely face, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I was crying to my therapist. About- yeah. 
I'm with my friends. I'm like, I miss LA comedy because that was like the last time I felt like I really was like, had some great friends and that was a while ago. At least you're crushing it right now. I mean, um, I don't know. I, because that, that question of, cause I, I get these people that DM me and they go, Hey, like, you know, I, especially it's like women who I don't want to, you don't really want to encourage. Cause it's just, I don't it's know. Just, yeah. You like, you feel like you feel very grateful because they're, they like your stuff or maybe they just like your face. And I'm like, I don't, whatever. I don't know. I, yeah, I gotta edit that out. You, I sound like an asshole, but no, no. Um, you don't sound like an asshole. And I actually, I wonder for like attractive men on this app, you must get a lot of like, um, yeah like messages it's just more so like the the upfrontness of a lot of them which is just like fuck my life up like so like it's it's a lot of upfront like hey or not even so most of them are like nice where they're like hey i live in denver too blah, 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 let's do this and i'm like hey i can't you know oh so but are you on the dating are you single uh i'm like kind of seeing somebody now but okay. I, I i'm not i haven't been on the dating app since last march okay i, I just can't stay on it what yeah what feels different from like someone seeing your content online and sending you a message that isn't like nasty like sending you a message yeah. like hey i live in denver like let's get drinks that type of message versus someone seeing your online like your hinge profile and messaging you that way like it, do, do those feel really different to you not really yeah. no i i think especially the i like the hinge profile more because my hinge profile used to just be unhinged it was uh a lot of like like my prompts were it's things like uh place you're most likely to see me the police station because my fetish mm. is looking suspicious you know <laughs> just like ridiculous thing it was more yeah. so being like let's see the kind let's see what happens here yeah you know um but it was i think it's kind of the same thing where i'd rather just meet somebody in person and have that connection face to face and being on the apps yeah you could do it but i mm. felt that um I feel that now it's just, you meet somebody I'd rather meet somebody after a show that I did mm-hmm. and then they come up and be like, Hey, you really did well. Like, let's right. go out. And I'm like, that's, yeah. that's great. As opposed to like, yeah. Hey, I like your content. Let's go out. And I go, all right. I don't know about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel that I'm, I'm also the same way. Like, well, I'm not single, but like, I feel like if I there, I'd never was on the apps and I think there's just something I, and I don't want to be on my high horse because I feel like now that's kind of very normalized. It's okay. But, you can neigh on the high horse. <laughs> I'm going to sit here on my horse. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to call it like it yeah. is. Nailed it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I feel lucky that I haven't ever had to like deal with the apps that much. But yeah, online interactions are just generally very weird. They're so strange. It's yeah. So, because you want to, you want to give things to people or you want to, be there and not be like a dick but you also yeah. want to be like okay i don't really know you yeah i i i think that is something that gets in my head a lot where i get these really really kind dms from people being like you really changed my life and like i was going through a tough time and i saw your content and i started running like really heartfelt wonderful messages and i so i feel like i read them and i sometimes don't respond and I'm like why am I not responding but then there's another part of me it's like it's perfectly normal not to respond like you don't know this person it's great that you have this effect on them but like it's not on you to be like and and then also I think what do I respond to that like 
hey babe so glad you love my i don't know there's no response that feels really genuine to me yeah so send like, them a link to your it. podcast that's what yeah you <laughs> thanks for supporting me because then it's like then i'm making it about me when they've just like kind of said something like really nice like right you don't want to be that yeah. guy Ari Spears did that to me. I go, Hey, great show the other night. Like I messaged him and he goes, thanks, man. You too. And then he just sent me a link to his podcast. He goes, listen to my podcast. Oh gosh. Like, well, that, that, I respect just like the. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He goes, yeah, he faced me in yeah. internet terms. Just went yeah. palm to the face. <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. All right. Let's do some fucking fun questions. I, okay. I can see it's already going dark in uh, back home mass or in Rhode Island. Um, it's pouring snow right now. In Denver. Oh, that's fun. I know. I think I might smoke a doobie and order a pizza. Uh, As you should. Do you have roommates? I live alone. I live, I'm solo dolo. I Mm -hmm. call this the the serial killer bachelor pad. Um, Wait, it looks great. I'm actually impressed because how old are you? I'm 24. Yeah, you're crushing it. That's a full on home. It's a, thank you. It's cozy. My, I, my, I almost punched my fucking friend in the face when he came into my room and he goes, ah, dude. You don't have enough artwork in here. Oh. I'm like, I'm going to smoke you in the head. I, but you have a bookshelf. I have a bookshelf with books. I've read some of them and I have other art and I got plants and I got. You're crushing know. it. Don't I'm listen. crushing it. Don't listen to haters. Yeah. The haters, the, the haters the, always get like me. A nice place. Can I ask you how much you pay with rent? I'm like obsessed with rent prices. Yeah. I pay 1200. Um, oh, month. that's not. Wait, and I'm and I'm like and right. Um, I'm not downtown, but I'm like, how do I describe it? It's like if I lived in like Charlestown or something like that. You know, yeah, I'm gonna, like right there, pretty much. To That's downtown. amazing. I, Boston is not affordable. No, it's not. You can't live there. You have to live with three other dudes. You know, named Sully and yeah, <laughs> and you have to like gamble incessantly all weekend. I like doing that when I'm home, but like mm-hmm. at a certain point, you hear the song like um sounds of silence by oats garfunkel and oats like in your head and you're like it's three in the morning like your buddy is fucking face down on the coffee table snorting up something snorting up something wild and you're just like hello darkness my old friend (laughs) yeah that is a actually an unfamiliar scene to me but that sounds dark (laughs) yeah it's dark it's just so dark every fucking time i go there and i'm like what did we do today oh we sat in line uh-huh. That's what yeah. we did. That's what we did. Um, anyway, all right, fun questions. Fire okay. pit in the summer or hot tub in the winter? These are all original questions, by the way. I will have you. Oh, fire, beach fire in the summer. Fire pit in this. All right, that counts. So fire pit yeah. in the summer, fair. Yeah. All right. How about this? Best food when you're drunk. What's your, all right. I mean, it doesn't even have to be what's your favorite? What's this say the go to? I mean, it's so basic, but like pizza. It has to be, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Right. You ever palm hummus when you're that drunk? No, I, I haven't been that drunk in a long time. I, I'm at the age where I'm like complaining about hangovers. You after can't like do it anymore? Years. No, I don't. I don't really <sighs> go hard anymore. I ha- I did it my and I did it back in the day. You okay? should throw some rippers in that house. I don't know what you're doing. I know. I told you I have no friends. <laughs> During the summer, you gotta you got to have like a beach party. And we do. Yeah, we do. It, yeah, it's I just like, yeah. Is it like a beach party or is it like everyone wears white? We're going to do a little bit of a we're going to do a clam bake. It's going to be <laughs> that sounds like a cult. <laughs> yeah. No, it's uh, no, definitely. A beach I got to talk to my gonna... family. then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. You have to figure out. <laughs> no, it's it's a full on party. The kids, the kids in here in the summer definitely go hard. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, we did a, my buddies did a, a weekend in Newport and yeah. it got like, we, we've not like a weekend. They stay there for the whole summer and that's dark. Newport can get dark, but it's new. Newport's a fucking fun time. We took oh, the, my, know, yeah, we did the block right. Island ferry. No. Oh, yep. Block Island's great. Yeah. I've never been on block Island, but I went spear fishing right out, off of block Island last summer. Got, yeah. So seasick did not spear fish. I, it was like, it was actually uh, scarring. Um, what I always but, think about is when they throw the spear, how do they get it back? If they miss, it's like connected to the gun. It's like a long, long rope. I probably should have knew that. Um, <laughs> Who would know that? This is me, the outdoorsman. Uh, <laughs> all right. Guilty pleasure TV show you got right now. Um, kind of euphoria, but I'm not even that guilty about it. Cause I'm like, it's actually incredible TV. <laughs> I can't get into it. I, I like, I don't know. It's two sections. I went to all boy really Catholic sexual. high school and I always oh. think about like, I can't relate to any of this. Yeah, it's I can't it's like definitely like um like fantastical, but uh Ooh, that's a I like word. <laughs> I I I just enjoy it. I the second so you haven't you haven't watched the second season. No, I I'm into the righteous gemstones. Oh, yeah. I love the righteous gemstones. I just well, I thought it petered out. I think I got to like the third season. The first season was super good and then so good. I thought I thought it, they just kind of like it got it, the jokes weren't as good in the, in the later season. I just can't get enough of BJ. The, uh, yeah. Oh, was BJ that her, the yeah, daughter's her, her like, husband. That's funny. Yeah. That, Didn't even about daddy to your wedding. He's like, that's what BJ wanted to go to Disneyland. It was his dream wedding. Yeah. That's a, that's the first season or the first episode of the second season. Right? Yeah. It was his dream wedding. Or yeah. <laughs> did goofy or Minnie do the ceremony? It was Prince Eric. Okay. <laughs> it's a good show also incredible that it's an hour-long comedy because most co tvs like comedies are only like half hours i just think that entire cast is so goddamn funny i mean they are they're really talented especially the daughter i i think she's the funniest one in that show what's i don't know the name of that i forget her name too but so she's so good, good. judy yeah. oh yeah judy judy <laughs> yeah she's, she's like, i think the star of the show yeah we just did it nike style dog just did it <laughs> Yeah. She's like, like I, she plays crazy really well. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. Then there's uncle, I can't get over the name uncle baby Billy. Oh, but and then they just like stick to it. Like yeah. <laughs> they never call him Billy. It's always baby Billy. <laughs> <laughs> uncle baby Billy. <laughs> yeah. I know. And he's like fully an old man. <laughs> okay. All right. One, uh, one more mm -hmm. maybe. All right. I think this is a good, what's your best what's the best post-game anthem so like one year it's about like 12 o'clock at night everyone's it's like this is the heat of the party maybe we're about to start winding down what is the song you got to hear um probably <laughs> either i don't know why um both either shot you shine by asap rocky okay uh, uh -huh. <laughs> oh, oh, okay or fucking problems by asap i'm going oh ASAP. shit yeah a old asap you know asap's like ahead of his time he's a musical genius okay i feel that and, i mean and it's yeah you gotta listen to old asap and like yeah. it, it, he's incredible the mixtape live love asap i mean i have wait okay wait you don't now. know the mixtape i'm like out here being like asap and you, no i don't know it's I'm on uh they just re-released it on spotify oh yeah, it's All really Spotify good. Spotify in yeah. some drama right now. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah, what's up with that guy, Joe Rogan? I've never heard of this fella. What's he up to? <laughs> he used to perform at the improv all the time when I worked there, and he was very nice. Yeah, he's a nice dude. I don't know. I, I can't even get into it because I just don't care. Of, like, I'm not on Twitter, which is, I think, the reason why I'm still, like, okay with – I'm, like, not too, too bad with social media right now. Mm. Like, I deleted my Twitter account back when I was in, uh, I was in college because mm-hmm. it's, all, it's all noise. It's nonsense. Mm-hmm. yeah like, i also am not active on twitter but i sometimes feel like as a writer i should be way more active because it's like it's just your words you know i'm not like yeah but it's only 140 of them yeah but some people are really funny on twitter and I that's think, a skill yeah that is a skill mm-hmm. i never could be that guy yeah me neither <laughs> <laughs> yeah we can't get boners you don't know how it feels yeah exactly there's a lot of things i can't do <laughs> you should say that next time to your boyfriend just be like is it itchy and he's like what <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I will ask him. <laughs> Does it itch? Yeah. That was the most like that was the most like girl thing I've ever heard. Like it probably itches, right? I'm like, no. <laughs> you gotta keep that in. But I will tell you when we stop recording, there's a part I want you to cut. <laughs> I'll okay. tell you what. <laughs> all right. We could probably stop recording right now. I'd got all the fun questions out of the way. Lydia, tell the people where they can find you. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Lydia Lou one, two, or my, well, actually my new writing account is daddy Snorlax, which is on my Instagram. You'll be able to find it if you do your, uh, due diligence. And then my TikTok is Lydia Lou one, two, one, because Lydia Lou one, two was taken Swag. when I got TikTok. Yeah. Swag. All right. Great. Um, and then I, do you have any, all right. I, I was going to say promote the show, but, uh, anyway, promote, I, I, oh yeah. I don't have any upcoming shows. Promote yeah. your show. Well, I was going to promote my yeah, own. Promote. I'm just going to say uh, Sunday fun day is going to be next Sunday. The chuckle puckers are in town. That is my roller hockey team that it's all comedians. We were terrible, but we will be all wearing hockey jerseys and fighting each other. Um, and Mike Stanley's going to headline. But besides that, I'm at Avanti next week. Everything's in my bio. Lydia, thank you fucking so much for coming. This was unbelievable. Thank you for having me. No, it's so fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the people, this has been long awaited, I think, in my own oh. mind. Oh, anyway. All right. Well, hello to Alex audience. <laughs> yeah. All 17 people. No. <laughs> <laughs> nice to uh, meet you guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you very much for listening, Senator. All right. I'm going to stop recording. Okay. Okay.